Game on! It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Hello and welcome to Wolverines Weekly JV Edition. My name is CJ Baumgartner, and yeah, we're taking a break from talking with the varsity head coaches this week. We're talking with the assistant coaches of the Wolverine programs, getting to hear how those JV and C teams have been going all year long. First, though, we're going to have an interview as Corey Tackman sits down with Wadena Deer Creek Activities Director Norm Gallant next on Wolverines Weekly. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverine weekly here on kwad and we kick things right off with our activities director check-in and wadena deer creek ad norm gallant norm thanks for doing this once again you bet this is a neat uh, neat way you're doing it yeah hopefully uh um you know there's always jokes about faces for radio and things like that and <laughs> and I'm, i try to avoid them as often as possible but that's because we're never on camera and then all of a sudden you stick a camera in front of our face and my wife's telling me I need to shave. I realize she's probably not wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> looking at the two guys on here, I mean, we're probably going to get extra clicks and stuff just being this good looking. That's, I mean, I think people are lucky it's not warmer outside and we weren't in our summer gear, you know? True. true. <laughs> <laughs> Say, uh, uh, Norm, a lot of stuff happening at Wadena Deer Creek right now. I know you're hosting a lot of things. We're getting into that section time of year. Uh, postseason play, whatever it is you want to call it. Uh, let's start with dance. I know that Jim's going to be rocking this weekend. Yeah, we've done dance now, I think since 2011 was the first year we've had it. So we've had it over a decade. And yeah, our gym will be packed tomorrow. Uh, doors will open tomorrow at 1045. And if you've never been to a dance competition, I mean, we host a lot of things. I've been to, you know, state wrestling, you, you name it, I've been to it, and there is nothing quite like dance. It's uh, it's quite an experience, and uh, at 1045 tomorrow, I know we will have people lined up pretty near to Verndale, <laughs> and they'll come in and run in and get their spots and uh, kind of sit around till noon when, when everything starts, and for 15 minutes, it is as crazy as you've ever seen anything as people stream in. And then uh, they're loud, they're proud, they're excited. And it's it's really a neat, neat environment. Um, you know, you, we host all kinds of section things. And this is the only one where people come in with face paint. They come in with weird outfits. It's, mm -hmm. it's just, uh, it's quite a deal. And, of course, the dancing is phenomenal. I mean, I, the girls that dance... Um, they don't get the credit for the athletes that they are because it's it's quite a quite a spectacle, isn't it? I, I'm always fascinated by. I've been lucky like you, you just take in a lot of different um, activities uh, in my life, and each one cert just brings a different atmosphere. And it's oftentimes it's the same parents and friends who are attending all these things. It just doesn't matter if you go to state wrestling. There's a vibe in that arena. Yeah. And it's different, even though it's the same arena and same friends and family, when you go to state volleyball in that same spot. Or you go to state softball. There's just a, an atmosphere around that. And um, uh, my sister was in dance for years and years and years. And you're right. There's nothing quite like yeah. being in a place where everybody's there to watch dance. It's incredible. It is. It's it's really fun, actually. Um, so, yeah, we'll have... Uh... The gym will be packed for three hours tomorrow. Um, 
awards will be about three o'clock and you can see high kick you can see jazz uh, there'll be a thousand people in wadena tomorrow eating at the local restaurants and shopping at the local stores so uh, it's really great for our community and and uh it's a lot of fun also uh this weekend the wadena deer creek one act advanced to the um sections so uh why don't you tell us a little bit about that i know uh, they were they runners up in the i guess subsection meet this past weekend yeah we got to host the uh subsection 22 uh one act and wadena deer creek was second to a great bertha hewick play they were mm -hmm. awesome and um we had six plays here all of which were were really good we had uh bertha hewitt wadena deer creek burndale uh, Sabika, Pequot Lakes, and Parker's Prairie, and uh, just a great day of play. So we advanced as a section runner or subsection runner-up. Sections are at Holly. Wadena Deer Creek will perform tomorrow at 10:30. Those are free events. So if you want to go over and watch some excellent plays, um, you know, head on over to Holly tomorrow, and you can take in the whole day if you'd like to. I'm gonna mention this also. I was I was lucky enough when I was growing up. I I was able to do a lot of things. I didn't go to a big school, a school about the the size of Wadena Deer Creek. And what's cool about those opportunities is you get to play sports if you want. You get to be in the fine arts stuff if you want. There's there's not just one place for one for for you. Um, but one of the things that is definitely true as someone who really appreciates the fine arts is not everyone who participates in the fine arts is an athlete right and a lot of those fine arts kids oftentimes have to show up to those athletic events because it's pep band or they're going to sing the choir's going to sing and it, the tables don't get turned very often where everyone else gets to go see them there's just not as many opportunities uh things like that but as someone who loved the fine arts it's really great to have people in the audience it just doesn't happen very often Yes, 100%. That's been a really cool thing that's happened over the years here. Um, you know, we, we've got, we've made it so that some of our athletes can participate in the fine arts, because a lot of times that that's almost impossible with practice schedules. So our coaches have been awesome to allow that because, I mean, you look at last Saturday, for instance, I saw uh, CJ's brother, uh, he was one of the leads in the Bertha Hewitt play, and he's also one of their better basketball players. Um, I, Becca Pouliou, the great uh, volleyball coach from up in, in Sabika, she was a, a one-act director up there, and her daughters were in it, and some of their basketball team and, and things like that. And um, it, it's just nice to see that. And then we've been able to put on the play to our student body, and then um, – you know, have it a couple nights before and yeah, the kids show up, they come after practice and it's a full auditorium and it just, I, I agree with you. We don't, we don't celebrate the fine arts probably as much as we should. So it's great when they get that recognition and people see how great they truly are. Um, I, looking ahead on the schedule, Norm, uh, we're now just a little over a week out from, from section wrestling. I know you're hosting. Let's talk about uh, that hosting, and then we can move into and talk about uh, the Wolverine Wrestling Club. That section wrestling, hectic again like crazy, right? It is, and we're very fortunate. Again, we've, we've hosted section wrestling. I've been here since 98, and I know we've had it 
since 2011, we've had it every year except for the COVID year and one other year. Um, we had it probably six, seven times prior to that. So we've done it a lot. Um, we've got a great wrestling club, a great wrestling community. Um, you know, the interesting thing this year is it's going to be Friday nights. So February 16th, the top eight teams from Section 6A will will uh, come to Wadena and we'll wrestle it out to, to get a team champion. Um, the eight and nine seed will wrestle on February 13th at the high seed. So wrestling will start at 3.30, and I anticipate being done 9.30, 10 o'clock on Friday the 16th. And then the following weekend, we'll do the, do it all over again right here in Wadena with, uh, with the individuals. So that'll start at 2 o'clock. And again, I, I see us getting out of here probably, it'll probably be after 10. But the nice thing for the wrestlers, for the coaches, and really for the fans is uh, you're not shooting another Saturday. Um, those get to be pretty precious. And especially yeah. with wrestling, uh, wrestling's one of those sports. I always say it's probably the heaviest sport that we have on Saturdays. So it's nice to give those athletes the full weekend, uh, those coaches some time with their families. Um, yeah, it gets to be a little bit late on a Friday night, but but what else are you going to do in Minnesota in, in February? You know? So well, let's look at uh, at Wolverine wrestling then. I, I know some seedings right now, you know, it's not official. We're still a week away from, from those uh, coming out. Is it looking like Wadena Deer Creek will wrestle on that Tuesday night or uh, will they play in that or wrestle in that in that like eight nine matchup, I guess, or or are they going to make it till Friday? Yeah, it's really a, uh, it's an interesting section this year. I'm the section coordinator, um, you know, as a wrestling coach here for for 20 years and kind of have taken on that role of organizing everything now for the section. So that's a great question that you ask. I, I looked at kind of where everything sits right now. And I think going into this season, nobody would have guessed that uh, the top seed right now is actually the Oseka Silver Streaks. And um, when when you think of Section 6A wrestling, you think uh, Berth Hewitt, Burndale, Parker's Prairie, West Central Area, Border West, Long Prairie, Gray Eagle, and Osakis has managed to beat all of those teams this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's kind of where – that's a, a surprise to me. Um, and then you look kind of two through four will be Bertha Hewitt, Burndale, Parker's Prairie, West Central, Border West, and Long Prairie. And then at the, you know, the, the bottom end, I guess, would be uh, New York Mills, Wadena Deer Creek, Pelican Rapids, and OTC. And I think right now, if it, the way it's shaking out, I think New York Mills, Wadena, Deer Creek are in that 6-7, and probably Pelican Rapids OTC would be the 8-9, but there's still some matches to be wrestled. And uh, the one thing with section wrestling that's different than basketball or hockey or football is it's not QRF-based. It's all going to be coaches' vote. So uh, it'll be kind of interesting to see how it shakes out. And, um, you know, right now New York Mills, I've looking at them they're they're one and five in the section they they beat us but they lost the pelican uh wadena deer creek's got uh three wins in the section we've beaten pelican twice and and otter tail central um and pelican rapids of course has beaten otter tail central and mills so mm-hmm. it's just kind of a one of those round robin things that uh it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out 
So how about that wrestling team? Any highlights uh, uh, to this point of the season that are worth mentioning? Well, I think one of the best things uh, that can be said right now is, uh, you know, we're filling all of our weights. Uh, we've had some difficulties, like a lot of teams in the area, of, uh, you know, filling all of our weights and uh, being competitive. And, and they've been competitive on a nightly basis. Uh, we're still pretty young, but uh, you look, we're led by probably Grant Sealhammer and Mason Brock. They're probably two of our, they are probably our two best wrestlers right now at, at 139 and, and 189. Um, James Sealhammer's had a, had a good year at 133. Um, you know, we've got, we've got some young kids that are going to be pretty good wrestlers, the Pinella boys. Um, Jaden Nelson's going to be a, a fantastic heavyweight for us. He's just a ninth grader right now. Uh, Matt Wegscheid's been a very good heavyweight for us too. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, good things there. And and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our girls. Uh, our girls wrestlers this year have just been phenomenal. And uh, they'll head up to the section tournament on the 9th and 10th up in Bemidji. And um, Corey Endress, Charlie Snyder, Chloe Hammes, uh, Ella Wegscheid, Nevea McManigal, um, Faith Koenig, they've they really, you go watch them and they're winning a lot of matches. We have uh, seven really tough, tough girls. So uh, that'll be exciting to see. I, I think uh, right now Kaylee's ranked in the top 10 in the state. Um, Charlie probably, not probably, Charlie should be. And of course, uh, Faith was in the state tournament last year. So if they're all healthy, they've, they've all got a good shot. And it's, it's been fun to see that sport grow uh, to where it is now. As not a wrestling person, ad, uh, admittedly, does dropping that one weight class really make that big of a difference? 100,000% yes. Yeah. Um, what it's done, uh, my observation would be, is everybody's tougher. Uh, we talked about Osakis being uh, the one seed. Well, we had a chance to beat them going down to heavyweight. Um, it is just, you look at the scores of the dual meets, you're not seeing as many of the 70 to sixes and stuff like that you're back to the old days where where you had competitive duels that might be you know 42 to, to 35 I, I saw a 28 27 the other day and for a lot of years those were just kind of unheard of because it, as silly as it sounds just adding that one weight class people were able to move their lineups around so uh, some of their horses were wrestling not so much horses <laughs> right. uh, from other teams. And then it, it just everything got lopsided. And just cutting that weight out just made everybody tougher and made for better wrestling and uh, more exciting wrestling, less forfeits. It's, it's been a exceptional change. Um, has Nordic skiing been able to do anything or we got to teach him about rollerblading? Yeah. It has been an absolute circus with Nordic skiing. I mean, that's... <laughs> And it, it, nobody's fault. It's just the way the weather is. Um, right. They've gone to Mora. They've gone to Mount Itasca up by Cohasset a couple of times. So we have found snow for them, but it has been really a, a mess. Um, so the section meet is already next week, and that will be, again, up at Mount Itasca. So they're going on artificial snow everywhere. Typically, they're at Maple Log. And Maple Log always has good snow for whatever reason. It's like snow comes into Minnesota and it dumps on Maple Log and then it yeah. moves on to Wadena and we don't <laughs> Right. Um, but even there this year, there's just not snow. So um, 
those kids haven't had the experience that you'd hope that they would get. Um, I don't know anything about skiing, but apparently um, cross-country skiing on artificial snow isn't really that much fun. <laughs> you know, so, um, so they've had to put up with a lot of things, and hopefully we can get through this section meet and, and the kids that advance to the state meet way up north in Bawabic. Hopefully they've got some better snow up there. Norm, you had a really nice entry into uh, John's journal with the Minnesota State High School League and John Malay about the boys hockey team and and what they're going through this year and and what first year head coach Robbie Grendahl is is going through. And I know there's a lot to say about the program, um, but, you know, from an outsider perspective and knowing Robbie a little bit, probably no one better suited to be able to handle this situation uh, than Robbie. He's just great, isn't he? Yes, I can't say enough good things about what he and, and his assistant, Corey Sirago, have done. Uh, Robbie's just got an excellent perspective and an understanding of, of what it is that we need to do. And Wadena Hockey and Wadena Deer Creek Hockey are, are super important to Robbie. He was on the first team ever here. Uh, his dad helped get the rink built. I mean, there's just a, a lot of history there. And it was important to him that we, we uh, keep this going. And... Um, you know, the easy thing to do would have been probably to to pair up with someone and then our kids are traveling more and and that's not not good if you're, you know, it's not good for for hockey anywhere. Um, so, yeah, he, he's been dealt a, a pretty, uh, you know, a, a low hand, I guess, as far as and not taking anything away from our players because he's got great kids and great kids that work hard. Uh, but there just aren't very many of them. That's mm-hmm. that's what I mean by a low hand. And and he's done a great job of just managing that and keeping the kids positive. And they're winning some games and they're competitive. And uh, you know we've lost some some kids due to injury, which we we knew would happen. And and we're still out there taking the ice. And our kids have been great. They bought into what he's trying to do to keep them healthy. And uh, like Robbie says, they're in, they're in great shape too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, Gunnar Olson is the most recent Wolverines Player of the Week, and and uh, that guy must have faced a thousand shots this season, I bet. And and he's he's uh, stood up about as well as you could ask of somebody in, in that spot. And uh, this interview doubles as morning sports desk and also Wolverines Weekly. We'll hear that complete interview with Gunner and, and Wolverines weekly, which is pretty cool. It's fun to hear these answers and just in general, hear what the kids have to say about their season and, and what they like about it. I do want to move on uh, first. Uh, let's talk boys basketball. I want to end with girls basketball because uh, we've got something special lined up with that, but uh, boys basketball, we're, we're closing in. I think there's less than a hand, uh, you know, 10 games left in the regular season for boys hoops. How are they sitting with coach Thunberg? Yeah, we're, we're 12 and four right now. Uh, we just returned the favor uh, with, with Bertha Hewitt yesterday. We were down there for a one thirty game in front of their student body. Uh, we had done that last year. So a nice win down there for them yesterday, uh, 69 to 52 win over Bertha Hewitt, which is a nice park region win for us. Um, yeah, they've had a really good season, um, obviously led by guys like uh, Teshi Lohr, Peyton Church, both 1,000-point scorers, of course. Uh, they're a little bit like the hockey team. They're not a, a real deep team, um, but, boy, they're they're playing well, and they play well together. So uh, they'll head to Barnesville tonight, 
and that'll be a, a really good section test. That's a, a big physical team. Um, so we'll, we'll see where we stack up. Had a tough one with Purim this week. Um, you know, dug ourselves a, a very deep hole and came all the way back to within two. Uh, but then they were able to make some shots at the end to, to pull out a win. But, uh, you know, I think I think we're going to be right there in the section. It's it's one of those years where uh, I think you can kind of draw them out of a hat. There doesn't seem to be – I think Pelican Rapids definitely would be the favorite. But I think, you know, 2 through 14, you can almost draw them out of a hat. That's going to be different every, every time. So hopefully we're playing well at the end of the year, making shots and uh, – see how that shakes out well i was looking at their their schedule a little bit too and and they're going to be challenged because i think everybody in front of them in the section they play yeah, <laughs> uh, right. down the stretch not to mention you you know you, you you add in all the conference games which are always so important but it should be a team that should be ready for section play when that time comes well, yeah we built a schedule where we're, we're playing everybody that we need to play and of course the park region is no picnic either with with uh Randy's got a great team over in Henning, and they had a great game, uh, boy, probably three weeks ago over there, right out of Christmas break, and and we'll host them next week. And right now we're nine and one in the Park Region, and of course they're undefeated in the Park Region, so uh, that should be just a, a fantastic game right here in, in Wadena. And you know I don't have my schedule right in front of me; it's either Tuesday or Thursday we play Henning, and um, so come on in and pack the gym. I I know two well coached teams, two two uh, great coaches as far as uh, just fantastic people and uh, their players act the same way. Uh, Wadena Deer Creek and Henning girls basketball, speaking of uh, great coaches and, and good reputations and a good atmosphere, uh, play actually this afternoon uh, in front of the student body. Um, you know, uh, just an awesome, I just love this idea that the park region does. And I think just about everybody, if not everybody in the conference is doing these afternoon games which is is awesome everybody i talk to uh, about this they go oh yeah well no that's awesome we should do that too <laughs> so that's really cool and then it should be a, i think probably a pretty nice basketball game this afternoon we're excited to have it on our air on our airwaves you bet and i i 100 agree with you Corey. um you know last year i i make my way through the student body and, and talk to kids and it was interesting to see there were kids in ninth, 10th, 11th grade that had never been to an extracurricular event before. And, you know, one, that's a little bit sad, uh, but two, what a great opportunity we have to let them see this. And then all of a sudden kids are going, wow, that looks like fun. And, you know, we all know that that kids in extracurriculars generally do better in school and, if we can find a way to get them connected and give them that experience, I think we're all for it. And it is so awesome. Uh, the thing that just sticks out to me so much is last year when we had the gym full of kindergarten through fourth graders, uh, Bertha Hewitt would do something great and our kids were going berserk and our kids would do something great and our kids were going berserk. And it kids don't get that atmosphere where it's just, it, it was loud the whole game. Kids were cheering. It was positive. Uh, it was just, I'm getting kind of goosebumps. Just yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it was so neat, and the kids enjoyed it so much. And, uh, yeah, they wanted us to win, but they also, you know, what we always say about high school sports, applaud both teams for great effort. And, and 
the kids were just doing that naturally and and that was that was really cool looking forward to the same thing today like you said i mean hep does a great job over at henning so you know they aren't quite where they've been over the last few years but you know that they're going to bring it today and be energized by the crowd and i know our kids were probably more nervous last year than for any other game when we did the the home game or the afternoon game uh, as far as the girls playoff picture uh, thanks to Nate Lore who's sending me some text messages and letting me know I'm still on here uh, yeah the girls playoffs um, you know I think everybody's chasing for them right now uh, obviously probably one of the better teams in the state and the section uh, however they've lost a couple times to Barnesville so I think much like the boys playoff picture um, you've definitely got probably a front runner and you've got Barnesville right there with the with the yellow jackets and then draw everybody else out of a hat and you know hopefully this year we can kind of get things going uh, like we did last year our girls are a very talented team um, they are sitting right now at 11 and 8 uh, been close with everyone and and played well this year um, they've got a showdown coming up with Monaga that'll be um, you know another good Park region matchup and Monaga again. They're probably a team too that's probably right up there with uh, with Perham Barnesville as uh, they're going to be a top three type team in the section. So um, you know, I think one of the important things hopefully is you get on that other side of of Perham and uh, you know, so you get a chance to kind of play some other teams. Is there anything else around Wadena Deer Creek that you want to make sure gets mentioned here? You know, second semester, we're just flying, right? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, you know, everything is going, we're going to be, we're going to be getting into uh, section music for our large group and small groups. Uh, that'll happen in March and April. And I know Lisa Winnegar and, and Mike Ortman work extremely hard on that uh, we are combined with Verndale in speech and they are the whole school but a lot of Wadena Deer Creek kids um, involved in in speech and unfortunately with Greg kind of running that I don't know a lot about it but I do know the impact that it has on kids and um, you know I look back in in my life I was not a in speech and probably seems relatively obvious to you talking to me, but I, I think it's one of those things that um, I wish more kids would be a part of uh, because I think it is those skills that just uh, transfer to your future. And I know at the Fine Arts Banquet last spring, I was just so impressed. Our speech kids got up and talked about the program. And there was a couple kids that, that I would consider very shy and, and somewhat timid and they got up and were absolutely amazing in delivering um, delivering information about their program and promoting their program. And, uh, you know, I talked to a few of them after and just said, wow, the, the change that I see and the self-confidence. And, um, you know, that's, that's what all of this stuff is about. I think we get tied up so much into, um, you know, we got to try to win the conference or we got to try to win the section. But, you know, at the end of the day, those things are pretty fleeting when you look at your your life in, in total. So if we can get kids out of here that, that are great people and have great skills and great memories, I, I think we're doing, a, doing what we need to do. And um, I just want to say, too, I, I am so thankful, impressed, happy, proud of the coaches that we have 
working with all of our kids. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's junior high all the way through varsity. I think we've been very fortunate to hire and maintain and keep great, great people. And, um, you know, I've been at Wadena Deer Creek 25 years and we've had great people for, for the entire time, but, but I really think we're in, in really a, uh, uh, a fantastic time right now. And, and the effort and the, the kindness that they show and the, the life lessons and so forth are, are, uh, it's just outstanding right now. Awesome stuff. Well, Norm, I really appreciate you taking some time and even holding on the fort there for a few minutes for me. Uh, I will let you get out of here, but I look forward to seeing you this afternoon. I'm looking forward to a fun girls basketball game in that gymnasium uh, a little bit later. Thanks so much for your help today. You bet. It'll be rocking and rolling. We'll see you in a couple hours. It was dynamic after all. We'll see you, Norm. Thank you. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly JV edition, we are talking with Wadena Deer Creek Junior Varsity Boys Basketball Coach Alex Brockweiler. And Coach, uh, just uh, let's start off. Just tell us how long you've been uh, JV coaching for Wadena Deer Creek. Yeah, I believe this is year number nine. Uh, my first year here at Wadena, I started Started at the JV level with uh, the same year Coach Toomberg took over at the varsity level. So it's been kind of fun. Um, a lot of people probably don't even know this about us, but we we were next door neighbors our freshman year of college. And we would always kind of, you know, being good buddies, we'd joke about coaching together someday. And then we went to different schools later on in our college careers, but then ended up teaching in the same place. And here we are coaching together. So it's been pretty fun. Yeah, and what do you think that says about just kind of the relationship when you get in that game, just that trust that you guys have in one another and just being on the same page and, and all that stuff? How much does that help you guys when it's uh, in the game? Yeah, I think, I mean, we can kind of just speak freely with each other and throw ideas back and forth pretty easily. And, uh, I mean, sometimes maybe we're, we don't probably sound like uh, brothers bickering or something once in a while, but I think... <laughs> It's kind of just nice to, ha you know, having known him for so long and him knowing me, we bounce each other or bounce ideas off each other all the time. And, you know, obviously with coaching, sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. But it's, I mean, it's it's just a lot easier with a, a guy you've been around so long and a, and a good guy in Toomberg. So let's get to know a little bit about that JV team. How many kids are typically on that uh, B and C rosters and, and what's kind of been the makeup of this year's team? Yeah, it's mostly, well, it's ninth, 10th, and 11th graders. Um, this year we have about nine guys on the JV squad that play, and then a few more on the bench, you know, kind of just they get to play some C squad and also sit a little bench for the JV. Um, but, yeah, we have a whole, more or less, mostly ninth and 10th graders and then a, a junior thrown in there too. Yeah, and you know, what's it like when you get to coach this team? What have been kind of the ways that you like to play basketball? Is it a lot of the same stuff that the varsity's trying to do? Is it, you know, our personnel's a little different, so we played a little different? Uh, what's kind of, when you guys are in a game, what's typically things that uh, you guys find success doing in the JV? Yeah, it's funny you, you mentioned that, because I would say most years you generally have some players that play a little JV and some varsity too, kind of go back and forth. Same way you would with like C squad and JV, you have some that bounce back and forth. So usually we would try to do most of the same stuff as the varsity, just to keep it simple for the kids and for the coaches. Um, but 
this year, just kind of the way that things have worked out with us, I think we have, what is it, seven seniors. So we're going to be losing a lot next year. And there's a lot of these younger guys that there isn't a whole lot of time playing time um, as far as varsity goes. So it's kind of been knowing that next year we're going to have a really young group at the varsity level. Uh, we kind of almost have done some experimenting, especially defensively, just trying to see at the JV level here before these guys move up next year what like we want to do defensively with them, um, what's going to kind of fit them the best, knowing we might have some mismatches more than usual next year with some teams just because we're going to be so young. Um, so that's kind of been an adjustment for both us and the kids, I think. But it's also been kind of fun at the same time to, you know, kind of just, like I said, experiment a little bit. Well, and you mentioned that the experimenting and you get a chance to try and work on some things before you get to that varsity level. And, you know, when you're a coach for a JV team, you know, obviously you want to win games and you want to teach kids the competitive and how to win and, and all that stuff's important. But also, you know, you want to make sure that they pick up some of those skills and do things the right way so that when they get to varsity, they can win those games and be in a position to do that. When you coach on the JV, what are things that you're looking for out of your players? Is it to try and win and make sure that you get that? Or is it, hey, we want to win, but also if we can do X, Y, and Z, we're going to be happy with that? And what are those things if that's the case? Yeah, I mean, I think every everyone would, you know, would say you'd prefer winning, but I think you know, even some of those games, I think we had one where we even lost by about 30 points earlier this month. And I can remember going into the locker room and just the same same week, we had a game where we lost by like two. And I felt better about the game where we lost by 30 because we played a really, really good team. But the guys just went out there and they worked their butts off and they kind of held themselves, it seemed like, to a little bit of a higher standard. Even when the scoreboard maybe wasn't in our favor, the guys kept working hard and you know, my message to them was even in losses like this, I know it, it stinks. We've all probably had them before in our lifetime, but, you know, if you continue to work hard in those versus, you know, giving up and kind of feeling sorry for yourself, you can continue to grow and you can, you can gain something even from a game like that. What's it like coaching a JV game compared to the coaching during a varsity game? And how do you coach those kids differently? Um, you know, I, I guess, Ultimately, it might be a little different sometimes just because the games, you don't have necessarily like the fan experience you would in a varsity game. Um, so you kind of got to make your own energy sometimes. And that can be difficult, especially with younger players. Um, but I mean, I think you got to learn to play with or without that energy or with that, you know, kind of almost crowd noise sometimes because there's going to be games even at the varsity level and maybe you have a random Saturday Saturday game way up north or something where you got 50 fans there and you got to create your own energy. So I guess that's something, you know, that's definitely different. But in terms of, you know, kind of holding kids to the same standard in terms of, you know, work ethic and playing with a little grit, I would say the JV and varsity level would be the same there. And, you know, with this and with you, like you said, you've been there now nine years of doing this JV stuff. What's it been like and overall your experience? Because it's a, you know, being those assistant coaches and JV coaches, it can be a more unique role. How fun has that been uh, for you as a coach to be there and, and be there this long and kind of see everybody get to kind of make their way through the ranks? Yeah, I enjoy it. And I mean, I, I also have, you know, 
kindergarten PE here at Winnie Deer Creek. So I get, I really get to kind of watch some of these kids grow up and, and I'll, I'll see them again in first grade, seventh grade. Um, then again at the JV level. And, you know, obviously I'm working with the varsity players at practice too. So I, I kind of got, I guess, uh, really just watch the kids grow. And I've been here long enough now that like our senior class, I can remember watching them when they're really young at the elementary age. And it's, it's just fun to watch them grow and develop as young men and fun to, you know, be there to help them in terms of basketball and hopefully find a few other ways to help them, you know, throughout whatever they might be doing here. And as they plan for their future. Last question for you here, coach, and then we'll let you go. Uh, who are a couple players? I'm putting you on the spot here, but who have been a couple players that have kind of stuck out to you? And you know, maybe it's not that whoa, they're going to be cra- uh, scratch and clawing for varsity time this year or something like that. But who's been a, a kid or two that you've seen just really make an improvement from the beginning of the year uh, to now? Yeah, one. I would say one name that you know really kind of stands out is in terms of especially his work ethic and really trying to, even when there's a little bit of downtime at practice, um, this is a guy who's kind of, you know, he might take something from the last drill and he might go just personally work on it and kind of hone in on his craft a little bit, but that'd be Noah Drains would be somebody who's, you know, really impressed me just in terms of his work ethic. Um, some other guys like Connor Dutke, he's kind of a little bit of a, one of the leaders, Sam Church uh, as well on the JV team. Um, they kind of, um, I feel like, kind of set the intensity level. They're good for team chemistry, team morale, that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, somebody who maybe has played more so on the C-squad level, but now he's starting to gain a little more JV time just because he's been improving a ton throughout the year would be Leo Petrowski would be another name that sticks out. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek Junior Varsity Boys Basketball Coach Alex Brockbiler. Coach, thanks for giving us the time to chat. Best of luck with your team the rest of the season, and we look forward to talking with you again next year on JV Week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, and thank you for doing this. Your home for Wadena Deer Creek Athletics is KWAD. Here's more Wolverines Weekly. Up next on Wolverines Weekly JV Edition, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek Junior Varsity Girls Basketball Coach Wendy Gravel and Coach, uh, just give us the uh, rundown for how long you've been uh, on the coaching staff at Wadena Deer Creek and what all uh, responsibilities you have there. Hey, CJ. Thanks for having me. Um, I've been coaching probably now for about, gosh, 14, 15 years. I started out volunteering for the team and then became the C-team coach, then the JV coach. Um, A lot of my responsibilities is probably just keeping the other two coaches in line. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but often it's just, you know, the, the behind the scenes, getting things taken care of. Uh, honestly, Jordan Cressup takes care of most of it for us. And, you know, with your JV team this year, what's the makeup of it? Uh, how many girls do you kind of play on your JV team and how many girls are, you know, even down to the C team? Just kind of what's that number of, of girls that you're working with? So we have on the, you know, on the JV team, we have a core of probably four actual JV players. I do have some varsity players mixed in to help out for one half here and one half there, and then five C-teamers that come up and help me on the JV team. Uh, C-team has a makeup of 10 girls down there, that solid core that work really well together. Uh, of my four, I have Leah Osberg, Tori Malik, Lily Parker, and Claire Capan that are the give-me-two-halves and give-me-the-solid-minutes for our team. 
And, you know, with that makeup, is it a lot of freshmen? Is it sophomores? Do you have a few juniors in that mix? Uh, What's the age uh, uh, mix look like? So I have a couple uh, juniors, Leah Osberg and then Jenna Dykoff gives me one half to help out. Um, A lot of sophomores, Tori, Lily, uh, Ashley, and Jada were helping out there for a while, too, on JV. Claire Capan is my sole freshman. And then from C team, it's eighth graders and another freshman that come up and help. And, you know, what's it like for you coaching the JV? What's kind of your philosophy? Is it we're trying to, you know, do things the same way the varsity is doing to prep them for that? Is it, you know, the personnel might look a little bit different, so we want to do a little bit of different things. What's your philosophy when it comes to uh, in-game coaching uh, with the girls that you have right now? As far as what we run, we run, you know, whatever the varsity runs as far as our offense, defense. Um, My philosophy on JV is to get them to do more in a JV game that they might not do in a varsity game, get more comfortable with the game, maybe go outside of their comfort zone on what they might feel isn't their thing, but maybe they got to try it and see. Uh, Cressup is very strong on defense, so we work very hard on the JV to work on our defense and get better at that. And, you know, with that team and with JV, it gives the kids a unique opportunity, like you said, to get to work on a bunch of different things because as much as you want to win those games and be competitive, sometimes it's about kind of picking up those skills and getting them in a game setting. Um, you know, would you say that that's kind of what you're looking for uh, when, you, when you're coaching those girls? Yeah. I mean, everybody likes to win. Don't get me wrong there. And, and that's awesome to have. But sometimes I think the win has to be that we – improved on things that we didn't do very well the game before or um, a lot of it's just getting more game IQ in the girls heads so they realize what they should be looking for or what they should be going for so sometimes I take that as a win where the girls might not see it but I definitely see it as a win. What do you think is one of the areas that your JV team as a whole has kind of gotten better on as the year goes on? Is it the basketball IQ aspect? Has it just been maybe shooting? Has it been dribbling? What's some of those areas where you're like, you know, from November to now, we've really uh, taken a step up? Definitely our defense. We've gotten them to get a little bit more up in people's faces and give that tougher defense in the JV game. I think uh, Tori and Lily have really gotten just more comfortable as the posts and and their role there where Tori's more of the five doing post moves Lily's more of a four she dishes really well looks drives and then looks for the other players and then Leah and Claire have just been really working on their outside shooting which is coming along really well yeah and you know with the with the things that they're doing and like you said the things they're getting better at is there a couple players and I'm kind of putting you on the spot here that come to mind of you know whatever their role is going to be next year they've certainly kind of uh, this year laid the groundwork to kind of set themselves up for that next year who's somebody that's really taken a big step up and you know for lack of a better term may work their way into some future plans Um, I think Tori has gotten really good at going and getting her rebounds, uh, making some post moves. We're still working on her on the defensive end. That's where we really need her to step up and probably give more minutes that way. Claire is a really good uh, point guard. She leads really well, and I could see her uh, stepping in, hopefully maybe more minutes as a point guard for us. And, you know, with this team and with coaching JV, what's the difference between coaching a player on, you know, on the JV level compared to when you're coaching some of the varsity girls when it's uh, when you're in that role in that time? So what's the difference between trying to coach a JV player and a varsity player? 
in the varsity game, I kind of look more for what maybe they're not seeing they should be doing or adjusting to, or if their defender is like giving them the drive, then, then take the drive. If they're not up close on you, then shoot the shot. Um, things that maybe Jordan doesn't have to look for, or if like, let's say Peyton doesn't come out a lot in the varsity game, but if their big player comes out, then that's when we point out, we got to get Peyton out for a rest or maybe have, you know, I don't know, someone switch on defense due to the speed or things like that. And, you know, just for yourself, like you said, you've been in this role for a long time and getting to see kind of the girls make their way up from C team all the way to varsity and, and become a veteran in varsity and all that good stuff. You know, what's uh, what's your favorite part of being a JV coach and, and getting to see kind of that aspect happen? Um, I think I enjoyed more when I was still doing elementary basketball with my daughters and then seeing uh, them and their teammates from elementary up to JV making that jump. Now I kind of see them just more at C and JV. But Coach Anderson does such a good job with the C-teamers that seeing them come into JV is probably uh, the biggest, like, you know, inside feeling of, wow, they're really just getting better at it. And so Anderson kind of does a lot of the work, the groundwork down there, and then I just get to take it from there. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek Junior Varsity Girls Basketball Coach Wendy Gravel. Uh, Coach, appreciate the time that you've given us here getting to know your team, and we look forward to talking with you again next year on JV Week. Thanks, CJ. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly JV Week, we are talking with Wadena Deer Creek Junior Varsity Wrestling Coach Ben Henley. And, Coach, uh, why don't you just give us the rundown. How long have you been on the coaching staff of Wadena Deer Creek? And just talk about your role. Yeah, uh, this is my third year coaching. Um, It's been uh, kind of a progression every single year. Uh, just trying to get more kids in the room and developing them year after year. And it's exciting to uh, see them get better. You know, and with the JV schedule, the numbers have gotten a little bit better over the years and it's allowed you guys on the JV level to kind of let some of those guys sit there and cook and kind of be at that similar skill level or age level. How important has that been for the development of the JV wrestlers this year? Yeah, it's been, it's been huge. I think we have, uh, 15 uh, seventh through ninth graders on our squad, which is half of the the age levels uh, for for Lisa boys, and um, that's over half of our numbers. So uh, we got over half of our squad between that you know young seventh through ninth graders. Uh, I think they're enjoying the sport. Uh, just get them in the room and and developing them uh, them sticking together. I think is is key for their development and um, just wanting to be out and again <laughs> getting better. You know, and and there's certain philosophies with every program, with every sport on what they kind of want those younger kids to do. But for you, what's one of the most important things you want a wrestler who's in that JV stage? What's the most important thing you want them to pick up or or learn when they're at that level? Yeah, confidence is a big one. Um, Wrestling is, it's a difficult sport. Uh, There's... Sometimes tough times to, to find the fun in the sport. Uh, I mean, it's tough. It's just you out there and your opponent. Um, and if you can build that confidence and just have them be patient, trust the process, uh, the wins will eventually come. And if not, you know, you got, you got the team camaraderie around you to um, hopefully inspire you to, to get better. If it's, you know, again, not for yourself to, to focus on the team. 
And you guys have been around a lot this year for different things on the JV schedule and a few JV-specific tournaments. And just what's that schedule been like? Where's a few places you guys have been this year? Yeah, as a coaching staff, we try our best. I mean, between junior high, JV, varsity, girls, um, you know, we're all ultimately the same coaches. We all practice together uh, in the same room. So we do the best we can to schedule events uh, that, that checks all those boxes. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, we were up in Thief River Falls for a really big tournament. Um, last weekend, uh, we did an individual uh, qualifier up in Monoman. Uh, that was uh, it's called ninth grade team or ninth grade state, uh, and that was an individual qualifier. Uh, we took fourth place as a team there uh, out of eighteen teams. So uh, everyone really wrestled very well. Uh, we qualified one to state. Uh, Dayton Putnam, he's a ninth grader. Uh, so I'm, I'm very, very excited for this young crew to see how they grow and develop. And who are a couple of those kids who you've seen where I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but who have been a couple of those kids who you've seen where, you know, over the course of the season's gone on, you're like, you know what, maybe coming into the year, we didn't quite know what their role was going to be, but you know, as they've worked throughout the season, they're going to carve themselves a role on the varsity in the coming years, or, or at least, you know, put themselves in a better position from A to B. Certainly. Yeah. We, uh, uh, Dane Putnam, I, I said him, said his name earlier. Uh, he qualified for us uh, sole qualifier for the state tournament, which is this weekend down in Champlain park. Uh, he's developed a lot. Uh, this is his only his third year wrestling and each year he's, he's made a big step up. Um, Mitchell Schmitz and Jaden Nelson are both, uh, bigger guys for us, both only eighth graders. Um, really developed, uh, even just a year over year and even internally this year, um, they're building that confidence of, of what they can be. Um, just another kind of on the smaller end of our guys. Uh, I mean, really Hudson Schultz, Logan Sealhammer, uh, kind of our middleweight, Gideon Pinella and Kylan Benning. Uh, all of these guys have a ton of potential. And uh, if they you know work on the confidence, like I said earlier, and um, trusting that process, uh, the sky's the limits for these guys. And, you know, we've kind of talked about that of building that confidence and trying to develop as a wrestler. And, you know, obviously some kids are still kind of growing into their bodies. They haven't quite hit that uh, physical maturity yet. Uh, as you coach and as you kind of go through those things, how is that different than maybe when you're coaching a varsity wrestler who, you know, is a, is an upperclassman and has been in the wrestling for a few years? Talk about how it's different coaching a JV wrestler compared to a varsity one. Yeah, I mean, you really just got to know your audience. Um, and depending what they're wrestling, like who they're wrestling and, you know, what level they're wrestling. Some of these guys um, are seeing varsity time. Um, so that's very much a different level than, you know, last weekend when they're competing against guys their age uh, between seventh and ninth. Um, so really just knowing your audience and trying to find wins and, and even losses, you know. Um, you know, if, if you wrestle, you know, one guy that's maybe better than you three times in the year, first time maybe you get pinned. Second time, you know, you're, you're trying to last all six minutes. If you do that, great job. And the third time, maybe you, you know, give him all of his money and worth. And, uh, yeah, you, you keep it close and maybe you lose. But, yeah, just trying to find wins and those losses. That's kind of that, that first step. And, you know, we've, you've mentioned a little bit about the girls wrestling program. And that one's a little bit tougher from a, from a JV standpoint just because – Girls wrestling is still so new and numbers are still kind of just taking their time to slowly build up. But from a JV coach's perspective, what have you had to do on the girls wrestling side? 
Yeah, girls is unique, kind of like you said. Um, it, it's developing. It's growing really fast. We're on we're in year three uh, with with girls as its own sport. Um, all of the girls are wrestling varsity. Uh, it's all considered varsity. So um, with that, I mean, some are in their first year, second year. So it's it's kind of this again, this kind of new, fast, uh, changing landscape. Um, but again, all of us coaches, we're, we're in the same room, the girls as well, you know, we're practicing together, doing, doing the same workouts, whether you're a seventh grader, you know, a first year girl, ninth grader, or a, a senior boy that's been in the room for, for six years. Um, again, just knowing your audience with those girls and, um, knowing where they're at and how they can develop, uh, to become the best wrestler that they can be. And last question for you here, uh, Coach Henley, you know, what's your experience been like uh, just as a JV coach and kind of seeing this program over the last few years? Uh, uh, what's it been like for you to kind of uh, to kind of see this? And what's your experience been like working with these JV kids? Just uh, how fun is it? It's it's a blast. Um, I mean, I know this is, you know, folks on JV, but, you know, the varsity guys, uh, this is kind of their first really year you know being being competitive as as a team level and you know that starts with jv and the development um what they what they run into so like i mentioned earlier you know over half our squad is between the ages of of uh seventh and ninth and you know if we can kind of build that mold create that culture um as they get older and develop um the sky's the limit for these guys it's been it's been a blast to coach them and excited to see what's to come for wadena wrestling we are talking with Wadena Deer Creek Junior Varsity Wrestling Coach Ben Henley joining us on JV Week of Wolverines Weekly. Hey, Coach, appreciate the time. Best of luck throughout the rest of the season. Congratulations to your wrestler who's going to be going down to that JV State Tournament as well. And uh, appreciate you coming on for JV Week, and we look forward to talking with you again next season. No problem. Thanks, CJ. Wolverines Weekly Junior Varsity Edition continues, and we are going to talk with Wadena Deer Creek Head Varsity Coach of Boys Hockey, Robbie Grundahl, and we're going to talk with him on his team and how things are going, and we also have an interview with our Wolverine Player Spotlight for the week, Gunnar Olsen, as well as we wrap up JV edition of Wolverines Weekly. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek Head Boys Hockey Coach, Robbie Grundahl. And coach, another week in the books. Uh, just tell us a little bit about what happened with your team. Yeah, well, January 23rd, we picked up a nice win against Brett Wap, turned around on the 27th and had a, a nice uh, come from ahead, come from behind <laughs> win uh, with Moose Lake at home. And then last night we traveled to Morris Benson and got into a close one with them that we ended up losing uh, five to three. Yeah, and, you know, with uh, those close games, being able to get those wins, uh, you know, how fun is it to be able to do that with your team and to get that experience? Like you said, you have the win, you have the come from ahead, come from behind affair. Uh, how nice is it to get those kind of back-and-forth competitive games? I mean, it's why you play the sport, right? It is, and, and the timing couldn't be better. So we're, we're hoping for those kinds of atmospheres here um, coming into playoffs because that's what, that's what we're going to be seeing come playoff time. So we, we had some situational things that we had to deal with in those close games, goalies pulled face-offs in certain places with certain times and um, working on emptying that, you know, being able being able to finish and, and put a puck in the net when yeah. they pulled the goalie. So, yeah, lot, lots of good uh, learning tools. 
Yeah, and you know, it, it's crazy to think, but we're starting to get towards that end of the season. We're starting to kind of think playoffs. It's in the back of uh, everybody's mind now. Uh, just what what are you and your team kind of doing to get ready for that end of the season and just prepare for the playoffs? Uh, what's that kind of late season shift in strategy for you guys? Right, so shore, shoring up uh, things defensively, those games in the playoffs tend to be defensive struggles. So we're working really hard here now in the coming weeks of shoring that up. Every practice will We'll be starting as of Monday with uh, empty net situations, both if we have to pull the goalie, if the other team pulls the goalie. So a, a lot of, I guess, what you'd classify as special teams, power play, penalty kill, um, just those little nuances that can that can end up either making or breaking it for you in the playoffs. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that a team always needs in the postseason, like you talked about good defense, and that starts too with good goaltending. Uh, Gunnar Olsen has been a guy for you guys all season. I know we talked about him a lot last week, but as our Wolverine player spotlight for the week, just how important has he been to your team? And especially now that you got a couple wins, how important is it to have a guy like that in net that you trust? Oh, definitely. And and being the only goaltender, you know, he's been a rock there for us the, the whole season. And it 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 comes down to now the reality. and I. You know the the team is starting to see that here in the in the last three games that the reality is that he is there and he is reliable, but we can't you know he can't continue to carry the team like like he's had to. And now we're we're starting to get that response in the, the last three games and specifically the last three days of practice. We've had we've had some players really step up into that uh, leadership role. Yeah, and who have those players been, and what's that contribution looked like? Has it been scoring? Has it been getting the assist, or has it just been being in the right place at the right time? What does that look like for you guys? Yeah, it's it started started in practice was just kind of a willingness to step outside the comfort zone and and work on some really small refined things, work on skating technique. Carson uh, Davis really had had three really good practices. He came back. Moose Lake game, he had a five, uh, six point game, I think, five goals and an assist. And uh, Cooper Ness also led the way. He had a, I think he had a four or five point night that night as well with uh, three assists. So he, he's been finding a way to grind it out and get that puck um, moving. And, and Carson's been on, on the finishing end of that. And, and Carson, Scored all three of our goals last night in a 5-3 loss. So he's he's put together back-to-back hat-tricks um, in the last two games. Yeah, you know, uh, back-to-back hat-tricks is something that uh, is pretty darn impressive to even get one and to get two in back-to-back games. I mean, just how? I, I mean, have you seen anything like that before? Well, we were talking about that last night. I'm gonna I'm gonna call our records uh, person Jamie at the bank and see um, see how many times exactly that that's. Uh, that that's been done, but no, it's, it's been a while since, um, since I've seen, I've seen two in one game, you know, where a person had six goals and Carson almost had that. So those, those two, um, really kind of stepped up their, their play. And you can see that kind of determination that, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna try to make things happen here. So, and once, once that happens, typically the rest of the team follows. And, you know, this week uh, has been kind of our JV week theme for Wolverines Weekly. And I know the numbers aren't quite there for you guys to have a JV team. It's kind of been all hands on deck. And I know, obviously, ideally, you'd like to have a JV team and allow some of those younger kids to get some experience in that level. But everybody's kind of stepped up and those younger kids have kind of had to grow up and get ready to play uh, on the varsity level right away. What can you say about your younger players and your assistant coaches and just kind of getting everybody ready to to play at a varsity level? Yeah, that's that's been a... a 
a key um, key elements. We have uh, Austin Lucht is our youngest. Uh, he's from Parker's Prairie, and he's got Bantam eligibility, but he chose to chose to move up and play with us. And as you know, he's he's very young playing against. Uh, you know, our, we always say he's playing against full grown bearded men some nights that are eighteen or maybe possibly nineteen years old, and he's he's hung in there and stuck his nose in it and and keeps continuing to get better. So that, um, that's been absolutely impressive. And as far as the the coaching staff, you know, remaining, um, Corey is extremely patient. He's, he's coached that lower level quite a bit. So he, he understands that growth and development and the, the patience of, all right, you know, even dealing with a young player in November and December can change very drastically by this time in the year. So we're, we're looking forward to uh, lots more, many more good years with him. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach, Robbie Grendahl. Hey coach, appreciate the time. Uh, congrats on the week. And we look forward to talking with you next week. Uh, maybe with another couple hat trick performance. If you got one for us. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Have a great week, Robbie. We'll talk to you next time. All right. You too. Thanks. And now as we wrap up Wolverines Weekly, we're going to do it by talking with our Wolverine player spotlight, Connor Olson. Our next Wolverine player spotlight puts the focus on Gunnar Olson, a senior on the WDC boys hockey team. Gunnar, you've been in net all season long and been a force for the Wolverine hockey team. Uh, What's it like being in net? Uh, it's a great experience. You know, you get to be out there with your teammates every day, uh, practicing together, and it's just an awesome experience overall. What do you like most about being goalie? Uh, I think just with my competitive fire, you know, it just brings out the best in me, and I just enjoy it every day. You know, what are some things about being goalie that, you know, when people watch it, they think, oh, yeah, just move right in front of the puck and, and stop it. What are some things about, you know, being goalie that are tough that people might not realize if they're not playing it? You know, I think... Rebound control is probably the hardest and trying to make that first, second, and third save and just trying to keep the team in it, you know. What are your goals for the rest of the season for yourself and for the team? Uh, I just hope we can get as many wins as we can and just move move into the playoffs with some momentum and just end the season on a good note. You know, the numbers aren't where they typically are for a season. You guys are a pretty lighter team. Uh, you know, what's it like uh, having that close-knit group of guys? Uh, we can just go out there every day and just have fun no matter what the outcome is and just enjoy it. What are some of the other activities you're involved in at Wadena Deer Creek? Uh, I'm in football and baseball. What's your favorite class? I'm, I'm going to have to go with film studies. I just like to watch movies a lot. Who's your favorite teacher? Uh, it's got to be Mr. Grendel. He just always always got a good experience in whatever he teaches. What would you say is your favorite movie? I would probably have to go with Moneyball. It's just got a good story around it, and I just like it. What's your favorite breakfast? When you come down the stairs on a Saturday morning, what do you hope's on the table? I like some French toast and bacon. It just goes pretty good together. If you could live any place in the United States, where would it be and why? I would probably go with Minneapolis it's just got all the sports down there and it's just I think it's a great town would you say you're a morning or a night person I'd probably say a morning person I like to get up early most days what's your favorite candy I gotta go with uh, sour patch kid watermelons what's your least favorite candy probably whoppers who's your favorite athlete it could be somebody locally it could be somebody on the pro level who's an athlete whose game you really like or admire 
Uh, I really like Royce Lewis. He just brings that competitiveness to the Twins, and I think they've always needed that for a while. If you could spend one day with a celebrity, who would it be? Probably Mark Wahlberg. He's just one of my favorite actors, and I just like all of his movies. Our Wolverine player spotlight, Gunnar Olsen, a goalie on the Wolverine hockey team. Gunnar, best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. That'll wrap up our show for today. This has been Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Stay tuned next week as we will bring you more conversations with the Wadeen Deer Creek coaches and more. See you then.